so much. Amen. Are you ready? Okay. If I'm falling asleep while I'm preaching, just remind me. No, not really. It's such a blessing and an honor to be here. Um, I um, uh, The last three years, I have been um, on the road. I've been to 23 different nations in the last three years. Um, this year alone, I started uh, to minister from uh, in this, this year alone, January. I was in Singapore, and from there I went, February went to Sri Lanka. I said, Lord, please don't send me there, and then you send me there. Um, and then uh, um, end of uh, February, I went to Germany, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Austria, back home for two weeks, and I came here, and I'm here for six weeks in America. And going back home for two weeks, then flying to Switzerland, back to Germany again, and Dubai, and so it continues. And it's been a really busy three years on the road. I made a choice uh, for my family. I decided, you know, I'm not going to travel the world and speak into people's lives all over, and then 20, 30 years later go back home, and your own family is falling apart. So I made a decision to take my family with me wherever I go. So they will be arriving in a week, um, so they're on their way, and it's such a blessing. Now, I'm telling you all these things, because it's been really busy, really challenging, but it's been such an honor to work for the Lord, be used by God. You know, the only thing that drives me today and keeps me going is, um, is God's love for me, not my love for Him, His love for me. And it's such a blessing, you know, to today... And if you call to ministry in any, any different way or, you know, in the fivefold to, to lead worship, to be a pastor, whatever f- way you, you call to be in ministry, I really want to encourage you and tell you that, that God's kingdom needs you and the world needs you. I just came back from Czech Republic, and for the first time in my life, I preached to a group of people in Czech Republic who've never heard of Jesus. From my house, it is a, it's an eight-hour flight. From here, I don't know, maybe 12 hours. But, you know, you get on a plane and you fly eight hours and you encounter someone who's never heard about the Holy Spirit, never heard about God, doesn't know what prophecy is. It's been such a a blessing to see it, but in the same sense, shocking to see how much work there still still is. And uh, I realized that God, or God's kingdom really need. You know, we complain about the fact that there's so many churches. You know, we need more churches. We need more men and women of God will stand up and different ministries that will stand up and God can use in different ways. You know, God is calling everyone and he wants to use us to touch people's lives. So I want to share it with you because, you know, it might be shocking to you, but the word says that, that um, God will return or Jesus will come back when everyone have heard. Unfortunately, I want to shock you tonight. And I want to say to you, it's still going to be a long time. There's still a lot of people that haven't heard. A lot of people. I just uh, ministered in a, a small town in, in South Africa, close to where I'm staying, and a pastor was sitting with me, and he, he, was, um, he was sharing with me um, about outpourings of the Holy Spirit and how these things are not happening anymore. He said, why is it not happening? Why are we not seeing people getting filled? Why not? And I said to him, listen, you need to get out more. Because it doesn't mean if it's not happening in your church or in your city that it's not happening. Right now, this moment, as we speak, there's a move of God all over the world. All over. And any church 
Any individual, any city that will call out to God will have a visitation. The moment when you lose your hunger, you become irrelevant. And it's so important for us to continue to have a hunger for God, for His Spirit. Say, Lord, we want to see more. We have a desire. Father, show us more. Take us into a deeper place. And part of that, prophetically, I want to come and stir something in the Spirit within this city, but also within this church. That people would become hungry again, and I pray that you would have visitations from God. That God would visit this city, God would visit this church. But that your hearts would be prepared to experience or to see a move of God. I want to say to you tonight that America is about to have a visitation from God. Now, when we talk about revival... Often people ask, um, you know, is there a revival right now in the world somewhere? Is God moving? Is God, what's God doing all over the world? And when I say to you, for people to come to church on a Wednesday evening is a revival. It's not normal. It's a revival. It's something, it's something special. For people to come on a Thursday, come in a midweek service, it's a revival. And I want to awaken something, and specifically this, this conference is called Awaken, as I want to awaken you so you can, you, your eyes can open up or be open to see what God is doing right now among you. You know, two men walked to a, to, to a city, and they were speaking to each other about Jesus and the great works that he's doing, and then suddenly he walks next to them, and he says to them, what are you talking about? And they start to tell, they start to tell Jesus about Jesus. And right among them, in their midst, there's a move, but they're missing it. They're not part of it. You know, for years in my life, God moved around me, in people's lives around me. I saw God's power on Sundays. I saw miracles happen. I saw prophecies going out, but He didn't move in me. There's a big difference to see a move of God in you and outside you. And for that, you have to start to open up your spirit and your heart to say, Lord, I want to be hungry for you. Stir up a hunger in me for you. Not for the things, the things that you can do. No, prophecy is just a, it's just a part of it, but it's about him. The focus is not prophecy. The focus is not healing. The focus is not that. We want to seek him and everything that he has. We're not limited to prophecy only tonight. The Spirit of God is with us and he has access to everything. Everything. doesn't matter what your need is or where you are at this moment in your life. God can change it in a second. In a second, He can turn everything around. So it's been such a blessing, and I want to ask you if it's possible for the next uh, uh, two nights after this to attend these meetings. I want to build something over three days, and I'm so grateful, um, Pastor Jim and Kelly, that we, that we have time. And uh, we, it's not just one night we can work and we can build something over the next two or three nights. So I want to encourage you, if it's possible, to be at every meeting to be here. We want to build a firm foundation tonight and then go somewhere and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. But please, we want to encourage you, if it's possible, please be here. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity after every meeting. We're going to have a, just a short five or ten minute question and answers. And I want to ask you, please be open to ask questions. And I want to... I don't want this to be, the meeting to be tensed and that it's, uh, uh, you know, it is, the Spirit of the Lord is with us. And we want to, we want to 
we're going to prophesy, and um, I'm, uh, maybe the last night I'll have a couple of you up here with me, prophesying with me. But uh, it's not about me. I'm not the focus of the next three nights. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Holy Spirit. That's what we want. If He's not here, then we have nothing. And we need Him. So let He be the focus of the nights. Um, I want to say the foundation tonight now. There's many different um, prophets that's called at the moment right now. Now, yes, there's also a lot of false prophets. And uh, if you um, go through the Bible, you'll read about them. And also today, you'll see them. But I want to ask you a question tonight. How many of you have seen a false $15 note? How many of you have seen one? Now, the reason why you haven't seen one is because there's not a real one. Okay. The enemy only copies an original. And the reason why we have so many false prophets today is because God has raised up some real ones. And there's many prophets out there that God, God has raised up for this season and this time. Over the next couple of nights, I'm going to speak to you as well about Old Testament and New Testament prophets, the function of a New Testament prophet, and how it differs from the Old Testament prophet. Unfortunately, today we have many New Testament prophets that still have Old Testament mindsets, the way they prophesy, the way they do things, and, you know, there's a complete change that's coming in the body. I mean, we're going to speak over on, on that in the next couple of nights. Now, I'm called for a very specific purpose in the prophetic. And during the time I might say or speak about things that's happening or, other, or refer to other prophets, and it's not that they are not right or I am right or they're wrong or something. It's You need to understand what I am called for. So um, part of what God has called me for, I didn't ask, I didn't apply, I didn't fill in a form, the, the Lord found me. I had a lot of other plans and ideas, what I want to do with my life, um, but the word of the Lord came to me and the Lord found me and God called me to be a New Testament prophet. I didn't ask for it. Now, so one thing that you need to understand tonight, if someone, let me say it in this words, if you have to call yourself a prophet, it is because you're not. Okay. I have never called myself a prophet. Never. I don't have a title. You can go look at my material. You can go look at on my website. You can look on Facebook. There is not a title that says prophet. Gifting is not, um, or let me say ministry. Ministry is not, um, ministry doesn't flow uh, from gifting, but from relationship. Okay. And ministry is not appointed, but recognized. We cannot, we can pray for someone or we can call the prophetic mantle upon their lives, but until it's recognized, the Spirit of the Lord is not upon that. Now, let me try to explain to you. If you are called to be a prophet, it will be evident. I, um, I'm in ministry now for 17 years. This year is 17 years. And out of suddenly the last four years, people just started to call me prophet. I've never asked for it. But it's because of, of 16 years of ministry that suddenly there was evidence. Something came upon me. If you say that you were a pastor, 
and you have 20 people for the last 30 years, something's wrong. Okay. If you're called to be evangelist, you don't need a tent or a stadium. You can go sit in a coffee shop and have a cup of coffee, and then after half an hour, there'll be 100 people there. It'll show. The fruit will be there. Just come. And part of this conference is I want us to look beyond or look, um, I want to say, let's, be, let's look beyond titles. You know, a title is like a bar of soap. The more you use it, the smaller it gets. So that's not the focus. Now, I'm doing a lot of prophetic conferences all over the world at this moment. And uh, um, many times I have groups of prophets that joins me. And, uh, and in the beginning, we were all just prophets. But now we, I have fun, some of my peers, some of my friends, and they are major prophet, or they are, um, they've got all these add-ons on prophet. So I say to them, you know, what do you have to do to get that? Because I don't know where that came from, but it is like, you know, the title is becoming bigger than the people. So in the ministry that the Lord has called me for is the Lord called me to restore the prophetic within the church. So three years ago, the Lord told me and the Lord um, asked me, and there's a lot of things that happened, and the Lord asked me to set a standard of what a New Testament prophet is. So part of what I'm teaching and preaching it's also a lifestyle for me. So because of that, I had to start to live and set a certain standard. So one of the things that I don't do three years ago, I stopped completely. I do not prophesy outside of the church. Don't do that. Yes, if it's a meeting or something that's connected to a church, then it's okay. But I'm not a parking lot prophet. There's so many prophets today that is so busy outside of the church and they're not connected, they're not part of a spiritual family, and instead of helping or bringing life to the body of Christ, they are destroying the body of Christ. So part of my purpose is to call the prophets back to church. In the New Testament, if you are here tonight and you are prophetic or you call to be a, prof- a prophet, it is very important for you to be part of a local church, to be part of a family. I have um, spiritual oversight, or my, I'll share a little bit later about my spiritual dad, my spiritual father, who is my oversight. And also in South Africa, I have a, I have a pastor who um, oversees me, and I have a church that I go to. And when I go to church, I do not prophesy in my own church. I'm there, um, I'm just a member, and I have to have a place where I can just sit and receive as well. Often my pastor calls me up, and he wants me to prophesy, and I'll, I'll do that, but, but he is the man. I'm I'm just a, uh, you know, I'm just a, uh, one of the other people, people in the church. I'm there to receive with my family to be part of a spiritual group. So, number one, if you are called to the prophetic, the first step is to find a church that you can be connected with. Number one. Number two, ministry is recognized. You know, it doesn't matter or mean because you have um, a certificate or a piece of paper that you were appointed that it's there. And your pastor or leader or elder will release you in time. It's very important for that. You know, not to, to run away or ahead of your time. To have someone that you can walk with. Okay. Amen. Are you still with me? 
So that's very important. Now, tonight I want to speak to you about the basics, and um, it's often the basics that we fail in. Um, when we look at the Word, Word of God, a, a prophetic word is just as relevant as the Word of God. But the difference between the two is that the Word has stood the test of time. That's the difference between the two. You know, it's been here a long time. So there's many prophetic words that goes out that inspired by the Holy Spirit as God leads. But the word has been here from the beginning. So one of, um, when we look at the word, I want you to understand that the word can be shallow, shallow enough for a child to play in. Yet at the same time be deep enough for an elephant to drown. So when we speak about the basics tonight, you know, the basics, the shallow water. You know, more people have drowned in shallow water than in deep water. It's often the basic, it's often the shallow water where people fail. That's where they miss it. So even though we speak about the basics tonight, it's the, it's the foundation. And a lot of people don't have their, their foundations right. And then, la- then later on in their lives, they start to miss it. Now, when we speak about the voice of God, or hearing the voice of God, it is, it is vital for you to be able to hear God's voice personally before you can prophesy to anyone. I have many prophets that phones me daily, and God is using them powerfully all over the world. Powerfully. And then they phone me and they say, I don't know what to do in my own life. Please help. I don't know, please give me direction. Please speak to me. Please speak. Please prophesy a word into my life. And they can get up and they can prophesy these amazing words. But they don't know where to go. It means that their focus was, you know, their main focus was to prophesy or to help someone else. Now, in the New Testament, where we are right now, first of all, you need to be able to hear from God yourself. You have to learn to get into a habit of hearing, getting a word from God. Now, the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 4, uh, it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So he comes and he compares his word with food, with something that we, that, that we can understand or that, that we can relate with. So he comes down to our level and says, Man cannot live by, by three meals alone a day, but every word that comes from God. When you go and study that word in, in the Greek, it is a, a constant flow. It's a proceeding word. It's a constant. It is like uh, water that's running constantly. And what it's saying is that the day when God started to speak, he never stopped. It's a constant flow that's flowing constantly. So it says, man should not live on bread alone. Now, today I know there's people that eat three times, others eat once, others eat five times, you know, so he says, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from God. Constantly. Now, when you stop to eat today for two weeks, you now many times I'm on the road and I'm busy, and then I would sometimes, you know, skip a day or two, and then eventually I would feel something's wrong with my body. And then I realized I haven't had something to eat. So eventually my body reminds me that I need something. Okay? That's the same thing with your spirit. Now, 
I want to share a story with you. One of God's generals was invited to the queen and uh, to have a meal with her. And he came in, in um, sat at the table, and um, while he was sitting at the table before he had lunch with the queen, he took his Bible out and he started to read. And one of the servants came to him and said, listen, this is not the appropriate time to read. You know, you're with the queen, you have an appointment with the, with the queen, you have an audience with the queen. And he replied and he said, I cannot afford to feed my flesh one more time than my spirit. He got into a habit of constantly, daily, feeding his spirit. Now, I'm sharing it with you because I want you to start to get into a habit of daily, weekly, monthly hearing from God. Setting time out and waiting upon Him. Today, we know how to do a lot of uh, things. There's many books, there's many sermons on praying and fasting and warfare and singing and worshiping and doing things. But not a lot of people are preaching on waiting, on resting. One of the most spiritual things that you can do in your life is to rest. It's just to rest. When it comes to the prophetic or hearing God's voice, I've learned that when I'm anxious, then it's difficult for me to hear God's voice. But when I'm rested or when I'm, you know, my emotions is down, then it's very easy for me to pick God's voice up. And what I'm talking about tonight or what I'm saying tonight is it's not something that you're getting um, by doing something. It's something that you receive by waiting. And we have to learn again to wait upon the Lord. Just wait upon God. For years I prayed, um, specifically asking the Lord to speak to me and to share deeper things with me. And I remember I was praying for a specific breakthrough in my life for six months. And then um, one morning I was praying the same prayer again. And as I got up, the Lord spoke to me. And he said to me, Andre, you are impolite. I said, Why? And the Lord said to me, for six months, you've been asking me about this, this situation, but you, you don't give me an opportunity to speak to you. So I've learned in my prayer life to, I pray, but I've learned to wait upon God as well. Just to wait upon Him and allow Him to speak to me. Now, prayer is, is a two-way conversation. And we've learned how to pray. You know, we quickly pray 10 or 15 minutes and, and we go on with our day. But we don't give the Lord or the Spirit an opportunity to speak to us. Now, there's many people that have received a prophetic word. And I want you to understand something throughout the next three days. The word is the word. If the word comes to you by prophecy, through the Bible, um, however, it, come, it doesn't matter how it comes. The word is the word. So I want to speak to, the, speak to you about the word in general, how, how the word came to you. In the book of Joel, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, And the word of the Lord came to Joel. It found him. So the word comes to you. God speaks to you. But now you receive that, that word or God speaks to you, and you have to learn to respond or to receive or to work with that word, the word that came to you how to respond with it, what to do with it as he speaks to you. Now, I want to encourage you specifically over the next two or three days to 
find a, a time during the day where you can just wait upon God. Just wait. It's not about time. There's something that you need to understand with time is that God is not in time like we are. He's outside of time. If this wall is the beginning of time and that wall is the end of time, right now God is at the beginning, right here today, and at the end at the same time. That's God. Now, the enemy is not on that level. He doesn't have that ability. God can be everywhere at the same time. It's not in, so it's not about the amount of time. It's not about waiting upon the Lord for 15 minutes or an hour. Let me try to explain to you something. One person can wait, up, wait upon God for 40 days. And another person can wait upon God for five minutes and through the Spirit can receive exactly the same thing. <laughs> it's not about the works. It's not about saying that I've, I've waited 40 days. It's not about that. It's about responding to what the Spirit says. And there'll be times, there's times that I, that I put out in, in, in my schedule to wait upon God, but then there's times where the Spirit calls me. There's moments where the Spirit calls me and says, wait upon me now. I want to do something in your spirit. And it's not about what you hear, feel, sense. It's not about what you pick up with your five senses. It's about what happens spiritually with you at that moment. I'm going to speak about our senses and how we spiritually, when it comes to God's voice, can, can sharpen our... In the same way we have five physical senses, we have five spiritual senses as well. And you can develop your spiritual senses. But it's not about that. It doesn't mean because we don't see God now that he's not here. He's here. And there's something that's happening in the spirit that's beyond what we can pick up with our senses. So in those moments where we wait upon him, he deposits something. The fact that you have an ATM card doesn't mean that you can go to the bank and withdraw money. There needs to be a deposit. And the deposit is his presence. When you are in his presence, when tonight as the, as the band worship, while we're in his presence, he's busy depositing. It's amazing how one person can pray and call rain, and then another person can pray and they, they don't even move dust. Why? It's not about the prayers, it's about the deposit. There's a deposit in the person's life. And at the moment when you want to withdraw, there must be something to withdraw from. And that's why these moments are important in his presence where we can withdraw from that. Now, these people that have received a word in 1998, the Lord told them, I want you to move to this city. I want you to open a business. God clearly told you, however it came, through the word, through a prophetic word, through a vision, however the word came to you. So in 1998, you came here, you started the business, did exactly what God told you to do. Now, it's several years later, and they've, they're busy closing the town, they're putting off the electricity, the water's stopping to flow, and everyone is moving, but you're staying here because God said I should be here. It's true. But there's something that is called proceeding word. 
And because of proceeding word, people are killing their Isaacs daily. God speaks, and then he speaks again. That was his plan in 1998. But then beginning of 2000, God started to speak to you and say, listen, I want you to go into this direction. And there's people that are still holding on to an old word and saying, no, no, God said I should be here. I don't want to hear anything else. I'm going to stay here. And because of that, they're missing out on the next season. God is a God of times, cycles, and seasons. And it's important for you not to live in your time, but in your season. To live in the season we are right now. We are in a building right now, and there's different people. There's people that are sitting here. Um, the lady in front here, for instance, is, is crossing over spiritually from a summer into a winter time. But in the same moment, the pastor is here, and spiritually they're crossing from a winter into a summer. Different seasons, different places. And it's so important for us to hear from God. Many people ask me today when they, they find me at airports or somewhere, they ask me, so what does God say about me? I had a man in, 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 Buc- in uh, Sri Lanka who came to me and said, if you are a real prophet, you'll prophesy to me. <laughs> now, it is not the pastor or prophet's responsibility to hear from God on your behalf. It is your responsibility to pursue God and to hear his voice. It's been the most precious thing that I've found in my life is his voice. The day when I found his voice, I knew I would never be able to live without it again. It's life to me. It feeds me. It keeps me going daily. And I have to constantly hear his voice. I have to get into a habit of of hearing from him. Now, in my life, because I'm in ministry on the prophetic, it is, it is normal because that's what I do every day. I have to I daily hear from God. But every person that is sitting in this room tonight is called for full-time ministry. Every person. Our offices just looks different. And because my office is the office of, of, of a prophet or the prophetic, you've got a different office, but God still wants you to represent him in that office. If God has called you to be a businessman or a teacher or police officer, it's just a different platform, but it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit that wants to speak to you, use you, or he's placed you there for a reason. And he wants to work through you, but you have to be open to what he wants to say. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. For those that are led by the Spirit, they are children of God. And in the New Testament, where we're living right now, we're led by the Spirit. We're not led by prophecy. We're led by the Spirit. The prophecy is not, is not the focus. One of the biggest mistakes that people make today when they get a prophetic word is they try to carry the prophetic word and they don't allow the word to carry them. It's not just prophetic, it's the word. It's the word. This is one of the mistakes that people make. When they get the word, they try to carry the word and they don't allow the word to carry them. What does it mean? On Sunday, they get a prophetic word that they're going to go into a new business. And then on Monday, they quit their current job. 
They're trying to make it happen. They're trying to fall. They're trying to open a door. God is trying as children to prepare us way ahead for what is about to happen. Now, when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 9, gifts of the Holy Spirit, in that we have word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and prophecy. And one thing that I want to touch on tonight is briefly, when it comes to those gifts, word of knowledge always speaks about the past, word of wisdom, the present, and prophecy, the future. So a prophetic word is not supposed to speak about now. It's not supposed to speak about what's happening. Many times you'll receive a prophetic word and it won't make sense. It's a word of wisdom and knowledge that speaks about the situation right now. So God is trying to prepare us as his children way ahead of what's about to happen. So he prepares. God doesn't want you to be surprised by a situation and you know, it's like someone is jumping off a cliff. They're jumping off the cliff and then suddenly you know, they're saying, okay, Lord, what should I do right now? God's trying to prepare you way ahead, three years, five years, ten years, before the cliff, preparing you, telling you, listen, this is about to happen in your life, this is what I'm going to do through it, preparing you for that moment. But when you don't hear from him, you end up jumping down the cliff without a word. You don't know what to do. It was never God's intention. He's preparing you. He's setting you up. He's trying to... Uh, to bear your spirit, give you peace for what is about to happen in your life. So every person that is in this room tonight can hear the voice of God. Every person. Everyone. Now there's one thing that accelerates God's voice or take it to a deeper level very quickly, really quickly. All, all the things that you can find. I've looked at a lot of different things, but this one thing it accelerates God's voice. It instantly takes it to a deeper level. It, it makes his voice loud. It makes it audible. It makes it clear. And that is obedience. Not obedience in the law. Obedience in what God's telling you to do. When you respond and when you act upon what God says to you, then suddenly it takes it to a deeper level. Now, I want to speak to you on God's point of view. So you're sitting here tonight and you're thinking, okay, I want to hear God's voice and, um, and how do I get there and how do I figure this out and what can I do to strengthen myself? So I want to, for a minute, speak to you on God's point of view. On God's point of view, we have a father that wants to communicate with his son and daughter. We have a father that created you for communication. He made you for fellowship. We have a father that has a desire to communicate with you. And God will wait in a 24-hour in a day. He will wait the entire day for that five minutes or ten minutes that you would speak to him. He looks every day. God gets up and he looks. He can't wait for that ten minutes, that five minutes. It's not about time. It's not about five, ten hours. It's not about that. It's about spending time with Him. I remember in, in my waiting upon God and, and uh, um, my relationship with Him, as I started to build a relationship with the Lord, I remember I got into a routine where I waited upon God an hour every day. And then 
things started to happen in my life and I started to forget about it completely. I got so busy that I stopped doing it. And then months later, one morning, I, six months later, one morning, I was sitting and praying and, and waiting, waiting upon God again. And immediately I said, so as I started to speak to God, the Lord said to me immediately, he said, thank you for being here and thank you for, for sitting time out to spend with me. And I said, Lord, I apologize. You know, it's been six, six months. It's been so long, I really apologize. And God said to me, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. You were here just now. And then I realized that God is not in time like we are. I experienced six months that passed by, but he doesn't. To him, it was just now. And God said to me, thank you for being here. Thank you for setting out the time. It's so important to start. And what I'm speaking about tonight is not a quick fix. It's a lifestyle. If you would, if you would put five minutes, five minutes aside a week, just to wait upon God. Not speaking in tongues, not singing, not doing, waiting upon Him. Five minutes a week. And if you would do that for six months, it would completely transform your life. Completely. Just five minutes a week waiting upon Him. But it's a lifestyle of constantly waiting upon Him and, and in that. Now, as a father, He wants to teach us. He wants to train us. I'm going to use an example. I have a son now. He's three years old. And um, I'm trying, there's a lot of voices in his life right now. And I'm trying to communicate to him and, and teach him that my voice is the good voice in his life. So there's many voices. There's a grandfather's voice. I call it the sugar voice. And I'm trying to explain to him that that's my voice. If I say no, it's for a reason. You know? So I'm trying to, to teach him my voice. So we've got little exercises. And one of the exercises that we have is we play hide and seek. And I get into a cupboard and I hide, and, and the purpose is for him to find me. Now, I don't get into a place that's so difficult to find, and then after an hour, I get out of the cupboard, and I say to him, you stupid three-year-old, why couldn't you find me? The purpose is for him to find me. Now, he's three years old, his attention span is five minutes. If he doesn't find me within five minutes, he forgot about it. <laughs> to listen to this, very important. So I, so I place myself within his reach. That's why I place myself. He doesn't have the ability to place me. I, can, I place myself. One of the reasons why people are missing God today or his voice today is not because his voice is too far but too close. His voice is so close to you that you think it's your own thoughts. It's your own ideas. It's your own ways. It's amazing how, you know, we pray and say, Lord, I pray that you take away all my thoughts, all my ideas. Father, everything that's from me, I pray that you take it away and just fill it with, with your thoughts. And then there's a thought that comes into your mind immediately, and you're thinking, no, it can't be. But you just, you just ask him. You just ask him to remove everything, and then immediately you're doubting that it, it can be so. You know, <laughs> When it comes to God's voice, people ask me, how do you do it? And I say to them, I really just wait upon God. That's it. My key or my secret is to wait upon God. That's it. And they don't believe me. They say, no, no, it can't be. Then I say to the same person, okay, let me tell you the truth. 
I get up every morning at 3, and I pray from 3 to 6. And then I go into a fast from 6 to 9, and then, I, and then they say, it must, it must be that. People would rather believe the more difficult way, the more complicated way. That's what they... They don't believe it can be so easy and so reachable. So as a father, he places us within his reach. He wants us to find him. He wants to communicate with us. But now he starts with small little things. Small things. He tells you, I want you to phone this person. His phone name. It's simple. It's easy. He tells you, I want you to go and open the Bible and just start to read. Simple things. And then people, it's amazing, they get up and they go read the Bible and then they open the Bible and uh, God says, read, they open it and they start to read and they read, the favor of the Lord is upon me. And they're thinking, no, no, this is selfish. (laughs) Can't be. I've got a, in the prophetic courses that we do, one of the exercises that we do when people prophesy is I blindfold them when they prophesy. One of the exercises. One of the other things is I have prophetic people as prophetic a prophetic group. I take an envelope and a piece of paper and I write a name in there and I give it to them. And then they have to prophesy to that person without seeing them. Because often people can prophesy on outward appearance. So I want them just to, I don't want them to have anything, just get a word for that person. So many times in the exercises, I would put their own names in their envelopes. And they would prophesy the most amazing thing over this person. You know, the one lady started to prophesy and she said, you know, Is this, this sounds like me. You know, this person. They would, say, they would say the most amazing and encouraging things. But when they have to hear from God for themselves, they don't get those things. They're hard, they're negative, they're critic, critical on themselves. They don't hear what God is saying. It is so important of getting into a habit and hearing from the Father and growing in your relationship with Him. It flows from that point of view, from that area. I have many people in ministry today that burns out, and I want to say to you today or tonight that it is impossible to burn out if you maintain your relationship with Christ. It's impossible. But it's because they lack there. Because they get so busy, they miss that point of of view. I love to prophesy. I love to preach. But this is not my relationship with God. When I leave here, that's my relationship with Him. What happens outside these walls, that time is critical to this time, to these moments. The moments with Him alone. It is in secret when He starts to deposit things into my life and starts to share and as, become, as we become faithful with what God gives us, He starts to give us more. That's it. I want to end here tonight and minister a couple of you. And then tomorrow I want to... Are we still fine with time? Are you tired or what should we do? You okay? There's still a couple of things I want to share. But if you're getting tired, we can stop. Yay, nay. Okay, I want to give you four things, and I'll end with that, that would influence hearing God's voice in your life. Four things, very important, that would influence God's voice in your life. Okay, 
So God speaks to us, all of us, that there's things that can get in the way, but in that he gave us something that can counteract that and help us to hear his voice clearly. Now, number one, we need to understand that God doesn't speak to you to speak to someone else. He's speaking to you because he wants to speak to you. God has firstly got a desire to communicate with you directly. There's things in my life that the Lord has shared with me, and then I preached about it. I remember times where I would preach about it or speak about it, and, and God would say to me immediately, this wasn't for them. I spoke to you privately about the situation. This is between us. So I've learned that everything God shares with me is not a sermon. <laughs> everything that he speaks to me about is not for someone else. Sometimes he speaks to me because he's sharing with, to me about a certain situation, speaking to me. And that's the foundation is I have to learn you know, and, and to um, discern what is, what is for me and what does God want me to share. And I have to learn, and it comes through relationship. Through relationship, I've learned to become more sensitive in, in, in how does it work. We have a bottleneck, and we'll speak on it as well. When it comes on uh, or to interpretation, I call it a bottleneck because we God speaking to us through so many different ways, dreams and visions, and I'll speak on the flows, different flows of God's voice tomorrow. But there's a bottleneck that's called interpretation. We don't know how to interpret it, and because of that, people are missing what God is trying to sh- show them or share with them. Okay, so right now, at this moment, there is a flow of God's voice in your life. For years and years and years, I tried to train or equip people to hear God's voice the way I hear it. And many times, I couldn't get it right because in a group, let's, let me try to explain it this way. Let's say there's five different flows of God's voice, five, five ways of God's speaking. So it means when I share the flow that I have of God's voice in my life, that I'm only relevant to a fifth of this group here. There'll be a fifth that will say, yes, I understand that completely, but then... <laughs> the larger group would say, I don't understand this. Maybe there's something wrong with me or maybe I'm missing it. And, that. and the reason for that is because people are not teaching or preaching on your flow. And I want to touch on it as well next two or three day, two days on, on different flows that there is. What is the flow right now already where God is speaking to you? That's already there. Now, for years I tried to, to, to find or to get different flows of God's voice into my life. And the Lord said to me, just go and stand in the flow that's already there. And I went back to the place where it's easy for me that I already have where God's speaking to me. And out of that place, he activated everything else out of that flow. It's already there. What I'm speaking to you about tonight is already in you. It's, a, it's something that you are born with. You don't receive it when someone prays for you or it's activated. It's there. But it can become dormant because you're not using it. It's like a muscle. You can exercise it. It can, be, it, can, it can become stronger and you can become more sensitive. Okay. So four things that influences God's voice in your life. Number one, emotions. If I just had a fight with my wife and then I go into my office and I start to pray, then God is going to say, you should get, a, get divorced. And it's not God speaking. It's my emotions. It's very important for you to understand that emotions can influence God's voice in your life. It's very important not to speak or to act 
or to hear from the Lord when you are emotional. We don't, we don't pray from emotions. Now, there's one thing that God gave us that helps us with that. There's one thing that quiets down our emotions or immediately brings peace, and that is worship. So when I am emotional, then I just start to worship, and immediately my emotions calms down. It's amazing how every time, you know, on a Sunday in church, how we normally worship before a meeting. It's perfect. Quiets down everyone's emotions, everything you're dealing with, opens up your spirit to hear from God. So I encourage you that when you want to hear from God or when you're in a situation but you are emotional, just to worship. Listen to worship music or go. It doesn't mean you have to be in a church, you know, in a church music or, or service on Sunday in that kind of worship. You know, anywhere, in your car, home, just quiet down your spirit and hear from God. Number one, emotions. Number two is the wrong spirit. The wrong spirit. Let me give you the first scripture um, for, the, for emotions. You can write down John chapter 4 verse 23 for emotions. And then number two is the wrong spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to buckery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. So, if you hear God's voice, one of, one of the things that can influence it is the wrong spirit. Um, if there's fear upon your life, it will influence the way you are. Let me try to explain to you. You're praying, and then God says to you, you need to get a dog and put fences up because, you know, there's a robber in the area. It's fear. It's fear that's speaking. And it comes through in hearing God's voice, but also in prophecy. So the same thing. I've listened to prophets, now they prophesy, and you can often hear them as they speak. They're giving warnings and it's fear. It's the wrong spirit that's flowing. It's not the Holy Spirit that's moving right there. There's a fear. There's something in their life that's busy influencing the word right now. So the one thing is emotions. Okay? <laughs> Remember, number one, same thing. If people prophesy under, under emotions, it comes through prophecy. You can pick it up. It's the wrong thing. Number two is the wrong spirit. So how do we deal with that? We get filled with the spirit. So... If there's a spirit of fear upon your life or whatever it might be, you just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. And as soon as He fills you, everything else in your life that's not from God needs to leave. That's it. It leaves. It's important for us to, const- for us to constantly be filled with the Spirit. Then the third thing is a false God. If there's a false God in your life. It influences God's voice in your life. There's many false gods. Family can be, become a false god. Money can be a false god. There's so many things. And suddenly, you wait upon God to hear from Him, and God says to you, I want you to you know, do this and this that is influenced by money. You understand? I want you to, to gather more, to get more, to do this. Or it's, it's something else that's speaking. Um, there's many, so it can influence the way you hear God, but also the way you speak and prophesy, a false God. And the way you counteract that is to bow your knees before God. Let me tell you a secret about God. God loves it when we admit that we are weak. He loves it. Every now and then when you go on your, knee, on your, when you go on your knees and say, Lord, I need you. 
I need you. I can't do this without you. And at that moment, when you bow before Him, as you bow before Him, you are turning your back on any, any other God that there is. Okay, the scripture you can read with that is Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. And then the last one is James chapter 1, verse 6, which is unbelief. Unbelief or doubt can influence God's voice in your life. The thing that I just spoke about, that you asking God to speak to you, and He speaks to you, and then immediately you doubt and say, no, it can't be. You need faith. You need faith. And then God says, if anyone would pray and ask Him, He would give it to them. Ask God to give you the faith that you need. It's amazing 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when you look at the nine gifts of the, of the Holy Spirit, that there's one gift that says faith. It's amazing. He knew that there would be times in our lives where we need faith. And he made, us, he made it available to us, faith. So these four things would influence the voice of God in your life. Emotions, the wrong spirit, false God, and then lastly, doubt. Influence hearing God's voice, and also prophesying, the same thing. It will influence the prophecy and where you are. Okay, amen. Let's stop here for tonight and we will carry on from tomorrow. Any questions quickly and then we can start to minister. Call out all your sins. Yes, I'm going to take four questions and then we're going, yes. But you need to ask questions about tonight. What we spoke about tonight. Don't ask me when is God coming back or when's the end time or, you know, I have, I've been asking him, but he hasn't told me yet. Okay, so about tonight, please. Yes. When you spoke of seasons of when somebody or people here in the front were going from a summer to winter, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, so what I'm referring to is how important it is for you to hear from God right. because we are in different seasons. Right. So if I speak about I can't generalize and say, listen, all of us are in summer and we are right now, we're transitioning into winter. Because we are different places in our lives. And that's why it's vital for us to hear from the Lord. Because God will help you to understand where you are right now. Whether he's preparing you, whether you are in the off season or in your season. And that's what I'm referring to, why it's important for you to hear from God where you are right now. So she's asking, so basically what you're saying is does summer represent good things or winter bad things? Um, no. It is, um, it's, uh, summer can be your season and winter can be preparation. I'm going to touch on it as we go on um, tomorrow night. I'm going to speak. It's, very, very, it's a very important question that you're asking. We're going to get to those things and, and deeper as we go. Okay, three questions left, please. Quickly, three. Ask something that you, that you think someone else wants to ask. <laughs> Just ask, please, yes. Have you ever thought in the moment that if, if God says something to you, yes. and you don't act on it or ignore it, Very important it question. Keeps, yeah. you're bringing it up again until you address it. Yeah, very important question. So he says, if you, God tells you to do something or say something, um, do you experience that God's constantly speaking to you about that? Yes. Now, one thing that you need to understand is that you are not the only chosen, frozen one. 
Okay. God is using everyone. But it's important to respond because there might be a situation right now where God is speaking to 10 people about this lady sitting right here. And not one of the 10 are responding. So it's important for us to learn to respond. I'm going to speak about it as we go on, to be obedient to what God is saying to you. Um, I have a couple of things in my life right now. I do not go to bed at night before I've done everything that the Lord asked me to do that day. I don't do it. So if I go to bed, I start to think, Lord, what did you tell me? And I, I make sure because I've learned how important it is. I'm going to share about it, testimonies about major things that happened, major things where, where uh, I went to a, into a town um, and uh, it was two, it's, it's, a two, it's the biggest businessman in town. It's the biggest business guy in town. I, went, I drove into the town and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go see him. Clearly, as I drove in. And I said, Lord, he, how do I get an appointment with him? He won't see me. So I phoned uh, someone and, uh, and they said, listen, I can quickly get an appointment with you. I can set it up. I got so busy that they left town. And I thought, as I drove out of, the, out of the town, I go there weekly. So I thought, next week when I'm there again, um, I'll, I'll go and see him. As I drove out, the next day he died. That guy that I was supposed to see. And I was shocked. The next day when, when I heard, you know, God clearly told me, go and see him. Clearly. And suddenly, you know, I missed it because I thought, you know, next week I can do it next week. Or I missed the opportunity. But I wasn't the only one that the Lord spoke to. God spoke to another man who, who went to him and sat with him and that night led him to, to the Lord. Led him to the Lord. This guy was waiting for someone to come and see him so that he can have an opportunity to dedicate his life to God. He wasn't aware. Next, next, that evening he died. So Lord speaks to several people at the same time. But we have to learn to respond. We have to learn to say, God, I'll, I'll do it. And I'm going to speak on it as we continue. Second, two more, please. Any two vital, very important things that you're asking. It's very important. Yes. 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 So, so um, in God's eyes or in his, um, in his life, he's looking for those moments to spend with us. God is not waiting or trying to find a place where he can use it to, um, to, put a, to, to fight with us or to bring something negative. So instead of God... I'm, I'm in his presence, and I just realized it's, that I missed six months. So my focus is, oh God, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm, I missed six months. But his focus is being positive. His focus is bringing hope. And he's saying, no, no, listen, I'm just waiting for the moments. He's not looking for opportunity, you know, to bring out my sin or my weakness. That's not his, my focus is, I've, mess, I've messed up, I've made a mistake. That's his focus. I'm trying to explain that, you know, when God said it to me, it gave, it, 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 he imparted a desire in me to spend more time with him. Because he didn't rebuke me because I missed it. 
he draw me to him. The book of Joel, all the prophets, says, the, and the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. And the word of God finds us, but he wants us to find him as well. He gives a step towards us, but he wants us to, re- to respond. I was at a conference a while ago, and I spoke about if we give one, uh, one step into the direction of God, he gives one step towards us. And the Lord rebuked me. He said, it's not true. While I was saying it, he said, it's not true. He said, if you give a step towards me, I will move miles into your direction. So what I'm trying to say through that is the desire that the Lord also has to communicate with us, to spend time with us. That's not the focus. So I don't want you to look, you know, when, you, when, I, when I say make, make a habit of it to spend time with God, it can easily become a law again. And then you miss it in any way. So suddenly you're trying to fulfill something again. You say, I'm from, from, from tonight on, I'm going to spend an hour a day. And you do it for two weeks and you forget. And then you feel bad about it. This is it. Last question. Yes, there's one there. It's, it's a youth night. There must be a question from the youth as well. Yeah. My first question is, which different forms can, in which different forms can God speak to you? Okay. I'm going to speak about that tomorrow night. So he's asking different forms that God can speak to you. Now, t- tomorrow night, I'm going to speak to you every different flow and explain it as we go on. Okay, and the second one is, when you are seeking direction from God on specific yes. things, and you feel like God has not spoken to you yet, how do you behave or how do you act in that moment? Okay, very important. Um, just repeat that question. Yeah, the question is, uh, you are seeking direction from God on a specific thing, on something in your life, on decision that you have to take, and God has not spoken to you yet. You feel like God has not spoken to you. Yeah. So Very important question. You're asking God to speak to you about a situation, and it seems to you that God is not sp- responding. Do you know why? Because what he's saying is, is not what you want to hear. <laughs> it's a constant flow. It's a constant flow. God doesn't play hide and seek. He doesn't do that. If you would ask him, he speaks to you immediately. But the problem with us is we don't like what we hear. And we're saying, Lord, so that's, that's the thing. We've, you know, a lot of people, when they ask God to speak, have already made up their minds what they want to hear. And when they don't hear that, it seems to them that God's not responding. No, no, he's responding, but not the way you want him to respond. Now, I'm going I'm to speak it on, it on the next two days. You know, one of the things in our prophetic schools is we train on how to interpret or how to discern if the prophecy is from God. And one of the things that we often used is we said you have to have peace when you receive the prophetic word. And that's not true. Because there will be times in your life where God will speak to you about something that you don't want to hear. The only time when you have peace or when that works is when you live in total surrenderance. If you are surrendered to God and God speaks to you about any situation, yes, then you'll have peace. But if your life is not surrendered to Him, there might be sometimes when He speaks to you about something and you would say, no, I don't have peace about that. And the reason is not because it's not from God. It's because the person didn't surrender yet. They're not at that place. We're going to speak about all these things, interesting things. Okay, last question from the youth or someone there. 
please. There was someone else who put up their hand. You can ask. Who, the, the Jays. Yeah. But please, yeah. yeah I want to know about uh, the word. I noticed that you were talking about the word. Yeah. There's more to it. You know, you mentioned the word. Because when I came in here, that's what I felt that you were going to talk about was the yeah. word. So when you said, well, if somebody gives you a word, don't accept it. Or um, don't speak it out there. Why not? Because yeah. it might be from God. I mean, I got that from God. That wasn't my yeah, genius right. word. So what I'm referring to is that the word is the word. So I don't want us to focus on just the prophetic. So however the word came to you, if it came through a prophetic word or God speaking to you by opening up the the Bible, the scripture and reading, it's the same. It's the word that came to you. So there's some of you that's sitting here and you've received prophetic words. Okay, let me try to explain to you let me, let me try to answer it in this way. One of the flows of God's voice is the scripture. And that's, that's, that's why I said it. That's one of the flows. It's the scripture. It's, there's some people, I'm going to speak about the five flows of God's voice. But one of the flows is the scripture. There's some people who only, who only hear God's voice through the scripture. That's their flow. And that's why I'm saying that, you know, now you are that person. I don't want to go too deep into this, where God speaks to you through, through the scripture. I don't want to say to that person, no, 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 listen, you need to try to, to develop into the way that I'm hearing, in seeing or hearing. I don't want you to go there, because it's a flow that's already in your life. So that's why I'm trying to say the word, you know, is there's so many different ways and flows that's there. Okay, but I want to try to touch on something that's exciting. When it comes to the different flows of God's voice, I'm going to speak later as we continue tomorrow night on this. There's different flows of God's voice. And I've learned if you develop every flow, whatever flow you have, the written word, whatever, if you develop it, it becomes audible. Every flow becomes audible. I'm going to speak on it tomorrow, explain it to you tomorrow. Every flow. I, <laughs> I don't want to go make things complicated. I, um, I see, okay, God speaks to me in pictures. So pictures are very important to me. It's one of the flows of God's voice. The first day when I prophesied, I got one picture and I interpreted the picture. Then I had to become faithful with it, and God gave me two pictures, three pictures, five pictures, ten pictures, and then the pictures became so fast that I'm hearing his voice audibly. You get it? So even though I'm seeing pictures now, I'm hearing the pictures. Okay, anyway, tomorrow night. <laughs> Last question, is there something from the youth? Any question? Okay, no one. It is someone, sorry, there's one there, yes. Yes, please. Sorry? Did you have to, about tonight? Yes. Has God ever asked you something that you were afraid to do? Did God ever ask me to do something that I'm afraid to do? Every day. <laughs> it takes faith, 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 faith. Okay, are you ready? Okay, amen. We're going to speak about all these things 
We're going to continue, and I want to ask you, please, try to be here tomorrow night and the, and the night after that. I want you to ask questions and speak about and, and go on. But I don't want to scratch on things, and I don't want you to be confused. So I just want to set a foundation tonight. It's important to hear from God. That's the most important thing that you need to understand now. Hear from Him. Because out of that, if that starts to flow, it's there. You know, prophecy, and I'm not... Prophecy is... Um, it's beautiful and it's very precious to me, very precious. But prophecy is second-hand. Do you get that? Because I hear from God and then, and then I have to speak to you. You have to develop a desire in you to say, Lord, I want to hear from you. Lord, speak to me. Lord, speak to me. I can prophesy to him tonight. And... Um, I can prophesy to him again in six months. Twelve months later, I can prophesy to him again. Then one day, I look at a person and I don't pick up anything. Nothing. I can pray fast, do whatever I want to. I can go on a 40-day fast. I don't see anything. And the reason for that is, in the Old Testament, we had mediators, the prophets. In the New Testament, we have one mediator called the Holy Spirit. And as soon as a person becomes a mediator, God stops it. And he says to him, listen, if you want to hear more, you need to come to me. There'll be a time in your life when you go to meetings and wherever you are, someone would speak to you. They would, they would pick you out of, out of a crowd. And then, then one day, it stops. And you're thinking that you are at the worst place that you can be. Because suddenly, you know, what? no one sees you. You don't get picked anymore. You don't receive any prophecies anymore. But what people don't realize is that you are at the best place that you can be. Because suddenly, God is drawing you towards Him to say, I want to speak to you. You need to connect with me. And this is what I want to do over the next two days is I want to stir up a desire in you to hear from God. That's what I want. I don't want you to... to, to Send me an email and say, could I please get a prophetic word? You have to have a burning desire. Say, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. And the amazing thing is if you've found it, you've found it. It's there. If you have that place, if it's activated, it's there. Okay, let's pray together. Father, thank you for every person that's in this room right now. Thank you, Lord, that you have a burning desire, Lord, to speak to them. Father, I pray that you would stir up a hunger in us, Lord, to hear from you. Father, speak to us. Lord, I pray over the next two days, Lord, I pray, Lord, speak to us, speak to us. I pray for, Father, every different flow that there is, that the word would open up to people, that they would hear you, that would sense you, that would feel you. In Jesus' name. Father, take away all our thoughts and all our ideas. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen, amen.